broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Midtown Business Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. It's C.W. Hall, your host here on Midtown Business Radio. Thanks for tuning in and making us a part of your afternoon again today from wherever you may be listening. We're listening to around the world. Did you know that, Krista? I, yeah, you know, there people are traveling. The roads are crazy right now. The Upper Plain states, for some reason, haven't tuned into us too much just yet. But no? we've been listened to in like 45 states and 28 countries, I believe it was. So. Well, that's a good way to start the new year. Yeah, so uh, it's a special holiday edition for uh, Midtown Business Cue Radio. the Christmas music. That's right. I'll just and sing. Oh, thank you. And our guest has brought us some <laughs> gifts. He's handing out some awesome uh, handouts here. Uh, Salty Road uh, water taffy, salt water Yummy. taffy. Yummy. Who do we have in the studio today, CW? Well, we're joined by one of our neighbors here in the Regis Executive Studios yeah. located in Atlantic Station. We've got Stuart Sheldon from Escalate. And they're, uh, they're an agency that helps companies expand their brand awareness around the country uh, in a number of different ways. They really focus a lot on engaging customers um, directly, um, allowing the five senses to kind of come into play as they're uh, getting to know and touch and feel and hear a brand. Um, obviously trying to pull in and elicit a little bit of emotion out of the customer as they engage with a brand and their various products and services. Uh, they also understand very well the strength of word of mouth marketing and they work very hard to leverage that through um, you know just people on the street as well as obviously the power of social media. So Stuart, thanks for taking some time out of the office to uh, join us on the radio today. Thank you for having me, and whatever you do, don't eat that taffy while we're on the air. (laughs) (laughs) While I'd be sucking my teeth there. (laughs) Yeah. Taffy and the hiccups. Those we were talking about <laughs> things, the worst things that would happen if you were on the radio. Before we were on the air, she, she uh, on her way, I guess, to this morning, getting ready. She had a long, heavy bout of hiccups, and she I was, was going like to have to call in. Out. Like, when do you call in for hiccups yeah, I'm, I'm, and radio? I've got hiccups. Sorry, I can't come in today. <laughs> that would be bad. That would be bad. So we'll save the taffy. Th- the taffy. Thank you so much for bringing that to us today. So no problem. For. Escalate and tell me about the the company and, and you know if you can kind of rewind a little bit prior to Escalate because from what I understand you were one of the folks that was uh, responsible for helping Coca Cola uh, and their marketing efforts. So can you kind of give us a, your background and then lead up to Escalate and how it got going? Sure, because you're uh, apparently not doing too well in the Midwest or at least upper Midwest. Uh, grew up. In Kansas, so uh, well, Kansas listens. That's the Dakotas yeah. up in that you know. Well, that's because there. there's no one there. Oh. But, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Every, so I don't feel so bad. <laughs> Problem yeah. solved. The Everyone's bison. busy working on the fracking platform. <laughs> the bison and, uh, and reindeer and whatnot haven't been listening to us. Exactly. Yet, so. Uh, so, been in Atlanta since 1991, and and uh, working either with or for Coca-Cola since then, and. Uh, the majority of my time that I worked at Coca-Cola, I was in brand management. So small brands such as Mellow Yellow, uh, all the way up to Coca-Cola. And uh, I was actually one of the guys who really turned Coca-Cola and American Idol into a big marketing platform. So was a little bit bittersweet, although not unexpected, to see the announcement this week that Coca-Cola and American Idol are parting ways after 14 years. Oh, wow. So um, they lost you, run. and then they lost the uh, connection, I guess. That's what it was. Uh, you were the glue that, that held it together. That's a pretty <laughs> big leap in logic, <laughs> but uh, if, if you want to go there. so Hyperbole, you know. Yes. So uh, left Coca-Cola. I, I had dabbled in this marketing concept called word-of-mouth marketing while at Coca-Cola and had done a couple of different marketing initiatives in word of mouth to learn more about how it, how it works and, and actually ended up making some presentations across the entire global company uh, at Coca-Cola and just saw an opportunity to spend more time working on it than was gonna be possible, I guess as you might expect in a large corporation and mm-hmm. so uh, left Coke in one of their restructurings yeah. and uh, joined up with an agency that I already knew of uh, and worked on a rebrand of that agency to become Escalate. And we developed uh, the word of mouth competency to go along with the experiential competency that we already had. And um, that was seven plus years ago. 
um, which in some ways feels like yesterday. I was going to say, that's a good sign, though. You're off and running, and uh, you're, you're helping companies, you know, get their uh, brands off the ground or at least uh, get them, you know, a broader, uh, you know, awareness in the, in the marketplace. And, you know, talk about word-of-mouth marketing, who says what about you and how you can get involved in the conversation. Talk about how that came to be because, I mean, you know, I guess the focus on word-of-mouth marketing relies heavily on social media, I presume, or you know, not, necess- not necessarily exclusively, but it's a, in, in terms of being a really rapid accelerator, being able to really push a, a, a thought a long ways, uh, you know, and in front of a whole lot of bunch of people, uh, that seems like that'd be one of the tools that you would use. Is that where you've really focused, or is it just person on the street as well? So you just did a great job of setting up the game show portion of the show today. Oh. Uh, so contestants, uh, welcome, and Oh, I didn't cue up the game show no. music. <laughs> you guys got to prepare me Bl- for blame, this. Blame that on me. Uh, but what percent of word of mouth do you think happens? So these are people talking about brands. What percent of word of mouth do you think happens in the digital social space? If the pie is 100, how many, what percent? In the digital social space. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's me and you, CW. I'm going to go with, do you already know the answer? I don't. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, 80%. 80%. What are you going to do? I'm going to say 30. Well, you're both wrong by a significant factor. <laughs> <laughs> well, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we get the donkey. <laughs> yeah, cue the utter fail. <laughs> SFX. Less than 5%. Oh. Wow. See, if I was closer, woo, smoked oh, you, get man. Get over it, all right? <laughs> Look, this is just, it was a friendly so, game. So, yeah. so tell me about that. Is it is that related to the fact that, you know, it, uh, I think everybody presumes that tons and tons of people use social media, and they do, mm-hmm. but there's still a whole lot of people out there who don't. Uh, y- yes, and. So none of what I'm saying means social media is bad true because it's not um and it's just not the end-all be-all it is not the end-all be-all and and what we see from a lot of our clients i'm going to describe you know a potential client in in sort of stare i'm going to stereotype them right okay we'll go and meet with them and and we'll say yeah we do experiential and word-of-mouth marketing and they'll go oh experiential yeah like the this tour or that tour or this event. Yeah, exactly. And they'll go, oh, and word of mouth marketing. Yeah, we have a Facebook page. Yes. Or, or we have a uh, social media listening command center uh, in, our, in our marketing headquarters where 10 people watch the scroll all day long of Twitter. And, and you know, depending on the brand, they look at different social media platforms. And we always say, that's great, but what about the rest? And depending on their um, level of humor, uh, sometimes I'll crack the uh, famous Monty Python line. You know, the hospital, the hospital administrator is coming quick. Turn on the machine that goes bing. <laughs> uh, uh, social media can rather efficiently get you some scale rather quickly. Right. But generally speaking, if you look across social media, 80% of buzz in social media on your average topic is going to be neutral. So it's just someone retweeting something. No no added value. Right. right? They're not saying, check this out. It was awesome. And, and relating to it as though I'm making a recommendation. It's just turning around and handing it down the road to your network. Exactly. Contrast that with face-to-face word of mouth, which makes up about 70 percent seven zero like i just did with uh, ion rewards the mobile app, loyalty yeah. rewards app i told you said download I told it told krista you gotta download like, it okay. super cool this is what you can do with it yes and so the average face-to-face conversation that is built on word of mouth is going to involve about 3.2 people it's going to last about nine minutes and it's going to include probably four brands on any given topic. So they'll so, be comparing and contrasting. Yes. So we might be talking about movies, right? Or we might be talking about vacation or financial services or cars or restaurants. And the three of us would, you know, we, we would start with, you know, 
the, the hot topic in movies right now is yeah. the interview, yes. right, or lack thereof. Sure. Um, so uh, we're doing the, the interview. interview. Right yes, here. we are. Yeah. Look out! Which, which one of us is going to? The be North Koreans are going <laughs> to hack us. <laughs> which one of us is going to be dead before the door opens? That's the question. I don't think we've been listening to in North Korea yet. I'll have to go this back. This radio and show just got really intense real quick. <laughs> so you you get the idea, yeah. right? So again. Social media is an environment in which word of mouth occurs. Okay. So you were saying that 5% of word of mouth marketing, if you will, or word of mouth uh, evangelizing Mm -hmm. on your behalf happens through social media. Mm -hmm. So the rest is mouth mouth to mouth, face to face. Face Face to face, and then about 15% happens by telephone. Okay. And that makes sense. I mean, it's more personal. You want that personal connection. And CW, when you told me to download the app, I didn't really question it. I was doing it. And then I was like, okay, why? Why am I doing this? You know, because I trust CW. CW is a rock star. Well, and you guys. Well, let's not stretch it. (laughs) (laughs) An internet talk radio (laughs) star of sorts. So that's an interesting theme and a right one. One of the reasons why word of mouth is so powerful as a change agent is because if I'm the message deliverer and you're the recipient, I'm not just going to sit down with you and randomly tell you five things. Right. I am consciously and subconsciously, I know what you're interested in because we're friends. And I'm going to bring up information that I have. It may not even be all that important to me. But I know it's important to you, so I will say, hey, I was at XYZ last night, and I saw or experienced this, and I know you are really into this, so let me tell you about it. So Targeted. Based on what you were saying, um, as it relates to word-of-mouth marketing, it would seem, though, I, I, without knowing, you, you, you know your, your space, but it would seem then that if only 5% of word-of-mouth marketing evangelizing happens on your behalf on social media. I'm willing to wager that most businesses, particularly those who are investing efforts in social media, I've got somebody, like you say, we've got the, we've got the war room mm-hmm. following the Twitter feeds and we're all over it, that, that they're overestimating its value, that they're, o- that they're believing that they are doing what they need to be doing for word of mouth marketing because we're, we're on social media, we're on LinkedIn, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Is that right? Yes, so uh, perhaps a semantic difference because we don't want to offend anyone. Of course. Uh, we, w- we would say that they're underestimating the role of live or face-to-face word of mouth. Um, said differently, if you're spending $3 million a year on your digital social media, I'm making that number up, how much might you want to spend on you know, the rest of the iceberg Right, the Titanic only saw five percent. So tell me about that. How do you, how do you, how do you get me to tell Krista to download X Y Z product or to go buy or go try, you know, said product or service? How do you sure. get me to do that in person or on the phone? So when you look at the data about word of mouth recommendations in the United States, what it tells you is that the primary driver of word of mouth is a direct experience Mm -hmm. with the product or the service. It's about 58% of all recommendation comes from that source. Advertising, interestingly enough, is number two at about 20%. Uh, So what we focus on, that's, that's why we have the two core competencies that escalate of experiential and word of mouth. Because what we want to try and do is use word of mouth from people who are already talking about our clients' brands or its competitors and use that as insights to help design a real-world experience, whether it's a, a truck that's driving around or, or a pop-up store or any number of experiential tactics where it's going to have maximum traction with the folks who come. So whether we touch a 1,000 people or half a million people over the course of the live experience, the word of mouth that they will generate downstream will be greater in quantity as well as greater in quality. So are you saying that you start or at least use it as an important part of where you start by looking at the social media trends or what's out there about said 
company or product or service. Yes, it is a, it is an input into the design process for our experiences, absolutely. And then from there you say, this is what people are currently saying out there on social media platforms and other forums, whatever those may be. Uh, and this is where we recommend we take that to try to engage them deeper for you specifically. Yes, so a, simplistic, a simple but real example of that is uh, we did work for Coke Zero a couple of years ago. Manna from heaven. I love this stuff. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. And they wanted us to work with them to pass out the largest number of free trials of Coca-Cola products in the history of the company in one year. It was a big number. And so using that model of word of mouth plus experience equals word of mouth, we went around the country and found 1,200 kids because they were... When I say kids, I mean high school and college age, because I'm an old man. Mm -hmm. uh, they, we worked with 1,200 of these kids around the country to help us create the experience. So they were doing everything from what should our vehicles look like and our uniforms and what should we call ourselves, all the way down to, hey, to the dozen kids in Kansas City from the 1,200, we're going to be in Kansas City from June 1st through July 30th. And these are the list of events that we're planning on going to. And, you know, give us your opinion on these events. Are we missing any? Are there, are there ones in here that shouldn't be? And they're helping us all the way down to the tactical execution of the events. And then they're talking about it with their friends before it even happens. And people are actually coming looking for us. Now, are those people volunteers or are they compensated in some way to help you do this? Volunteers, uh, not our research, but other research shows that when it comes to word of mouth marketing, to try and get someone to talk more about you in exchange for money is actually a disincentive. Yeah, that's interesting. It, it is. Uh, if you think about it from a traditional marketing model, it's it's kind of a head scratcher. But if you think about it from a real world, uh, you know, the three of us. I don't perspective, want a job. I want to talk about the experience because it was meaningful to me, either in a good way or a bad way. Yeah. Right. Um, that's why I want to talk. And so then we have a little formula that we use on our projects to talk about how do you create the willingness to advocate to recommend right and so we call that social currency as as the brand you need to be giving people social currency over time yeah and so we talk about three kinds of social currency because escalate starts with an e of course each of the three examples also start with e so example number one is you need to make sure they know that you're have the, that they have your ear, that you're listening. It doesn't mean you do exactly what they say, exactly how they say, but it does mean that you show them that you hear what they're saying. It's kind of like being in a committed relationship, right? Mm -hmm. you're, there's some negotiation that goes on, but it, it's really about listening. So if I talk to my dozen youthful people in Kansas City and we say, hey, these are some events that we're planning on attending and setting up our functions to try to in introduce more people to the product, do you recommend others? You're saying that you need to make sure that you include some of that feedback. Oh, no, you guys got to be at the Moto races. They're awesome or the X Games, whatever it may be. Yeah, so it. just to pick on your example, X Games. Hey, we totally understand why that's a great idea. Unfortunately, Mountain Dew sponsors the X Games, and so we can't be there. But great suggestion, and if you have any other events like it, let us know. <laughs> Do you like how the, I did that? See, the, the game <laughs> that show, was your theme music. The game show theme came in a little late. <laughs> I want a theme song with way more swagger than that. I'm sorry. <laughs> he really hit on something there, and we got excited. <laughs> and you watched oh it gosh. right out. Okay, look at the time. Got to go. <laughs> Thank you, Cleveland. So, so it's, again, hey, we hear you. It's a great idea. We, so people don't mind being told no, so long as it's in the context of, I hear you, and here's why I can't do it the way you want to do it, right? That mm -hmm. you still score points with them. Mm -hmm. So the second example of social currency is early. Give them something early. So, for example, if your 
group of brand advocates have been helping you with your marketing campaign and you have a new television spot that you're going to debut on the Super Bowl, which Coke Zero did uh, with Troy Palomalu. I don't know if you remember, but it was kind of a takeoff on the Mean Joe Green Coke commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the 1,200 kids who worked with us, we let them see the first 25 seconds of that commercial a week before it aired on the Super Bowl. And they could share it with their friends, too. So we gave them early access to something. I can see the power of that for sure. Look at it. Check it out, man. I got to do this early. That's what the whole, I would assume that that's why um, movies do limited premieres, for example, to get buzz going about it. I saw it. It was awesome. I got to go early. Yes. I was on the red carpet. It was an experience. It was kind of a do. Yes. And um, my wife belongs to this group called Cinemoms. And they get invited to movie premieres all the time. So I might get to, if I'm lucky enough, if I've been good, um, mom takes me to to movies. And I might see, she and I might see six movie premieres a year. And sometimes she has no interest, so I'll take one of our boys. And it's always interesting. You can tell when the studio doesn't believe in the movie that they're previewing because they will show, it says, you're not allowed to say anything on social media about this preview. That's interesting. Which they have no way of enforcing, right? But then you're like... Then they're you're just wa- trying, to, they're trying to mute it. Yes. And then you walk out two hours oh. later going, well, that's two hours I'll never get back. Why, why, <laughs> why would they do that? Uh, I mean, why would you put out a movie that you're not behind? Yes. So uh, I don't want to sidetrack us too much, and I'm also not a studio executive, yeah. but you, in the, in the movie-making process, it's a storytelling process, yeah. just like anything right. else, right? Just like a radio show. And you have certain milestones that you go through. And I have to believe that you think that it's going to be a good movie or at least good enough to make money to be profitable because they're not not for profit businesses. Yeah, right? That's right. So if you've got a twenty five million dollar budget, you need to make thirty five, forty million dollars. Right. And so you keep going through these milestones and you're probably saying, OK, we might be lucky and get forty five because it and just didn't turn out like we wanted. Yeah. Interesting. You know, yeah. OK. Yeah. So we're going to so we're going to make sure our audience or our helpers, if you will, or our, our brand ambassadors are going to know that we're listening to what they have to say so that they're more interested in talking mm-hmm. about us. Mm-hmm. We're going to let them have some information early. Then what? The third type of social currency is exclusive. So you're giving them something they that no one else can get. Okay. So for example, if you're a television show and you're working on your season finale and maybe you have a couple of different script options. Well, you can you can give your folks those two script options and ask them, hey, no one else is getting this anywhere. Take a read. Let us know what you think. Go back to the Coke Zero example yeah, we were talking about a minute ago. Take it back to that. Mm-hmm. So if you were one of the 1,200 kids and you came to one of our events, we had uh, VIP kits, a physical box, and if you gave us your name and your name was on the list in the binder and you signed it, you know, we gave you your box. And it had a T-shirt and a hat and a couple of other items in it, but they were custom. You couldn't buy them anywhere. We only made 1,200 of each one, so they were collector's items. And most of our kids who came came with their friends. So they would walk up and say, yeah, I'm, I'm CW. Uh, I'm part of the Coca-Cola Connection team. And we'd pull out the binder and go, oh, yeah, there you are. You just sign right here. And then we'd hand over this box. And it wasn't anything flashy, but you'd yeah. open it. And, you know, it cost us $16 or something like that to put yeah. this box together. But, but Krista, who's with me, doesn't get one. Doesn't get one. And I you, always get the gift, CW. Yeah, that's I right. That's I got right. the Vixen vodka. She did. Oh, yeah. I, I loved that podcast. That was great. Yeah. It made me thirsty. Um, unfortunately, I listened to it in the morning. So, uh, But then every time at school that you wear the T-shirt or the hat, someone's going to say, whoa, I've never seen that Coke Zero T-shirt. Where'd you get that? And that's a trigger mm-hmm. opportunity for you to tell the story of how you helped Coke Zero. Okay. And what you think about the brand. So as an example, before we passed out, you like that deep breath? Here's the big finish. <laughs> before we passed out the first can of Coke Zero, those 1,200 kids had already generated 10 million conversations about our Coke Zero program. How did you quantify it? Through research. So we had a third-party research house, a marketing research firm that 
had contact information for those kids, and they sent them a survey and did a phone survey with them. And Asking them things like how many, how roughly how many people did you talk to about this, and yes. each one of them gave a number. Yes, and how what did you what did you tell them? And uh, later on in that program, we did research where that same research company. Uh, also got contact information for people who heard the message, didn't attend the event, but heard about it from someone who did. And they contacted those people as well Mm -hmm. to find out the impact of the recommendation on their attitudes towards their brand, towards the brand and their actions relative to purchase and and, uh, frequency and size and those sorts of things. We've been talking to Stuart Sheldon of Escalate Now, a, a marketing company here in Atlanta that is uh, experts in helping companies expand their brand awareness through uh, use of their knowledge of, as we've been discussing here, word of mouth, uh, evangelizing on the behalf of their of their brand as well as experience uh, using the, the five senses and trying to pull in some emotion with with that kind of experience. Um, talk about that a little bit. How do you, you know, you talked about... Um, you know, the trucks that would travel around or, or you know, you would go to events uh, and engage the customer, you know, trying to, how, how do you pull in the five senses and how do you trigger emotion around the product experience? Yes, yeah, so it's, it's easy for, say, a soft drink or a food brand because you cook the food, right? And you are telling people how delicious delicious it tastes and but they can also smell it mm-hmm. and um, they can see you preparing it so they see you delivering on the promise of how easy it is to make and they see the ingredients firsthand so they know how fresh it is etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, where it gets a little harder for us and for anyone in our space is, is when you have kind of a uh, an abstract client so um, we do work for Colorado Technical University which is primarily an online learning environment. And they have a couple of, of uh, kind of office building campuses around the country, mm-hmm. but you know, no central campus, no sports teams, no, it's, it's not like that. It's, it's a, alternate, a virtual learning environment, right? Yep. And so they have been working with us for the last couple of years on how do we bring that experience which their alumni really like and are very bullish on, but how do we bring that experience to life in the real world so that they feel like it's of higher value and and the answer is by creating actual physical networking events that these people can go to because they have alumni in cities and towns all around the country okay so they'll have some gathering at a at a place and mm-hmm. alumni and then you'll in, how do you invite perspective is it people who've inquired about um, you know the the college or how, how you obviously want to get some of that testimonial content in front of I would think in front of a prospect yes absolutely so the experience usually revolves around how can you translate the Colorado Technical University degree that you have and the network of fellow alumni that's kind of a, a LinkedIn kind of le- network yeah, right yeah. and and how do you take networking and the concept of networking out of a social media application or two and into the real world. So how do you meet someone in a business setting? How do you establish that conversation? How do you maintain a relationship over time uh, in the real world? Because it doesn't work exactly the same uh, as it does on a, on a LinkedIn or, or a Facebook. So we will have a course, a curriculum that is usually has a, has a famous author or um, you know, someone who's known for their business acumen who will be the speaker. Uh, we also, interestingly, will often live stream that content so folks who can't be there live can see it online. Uh, and then we, after this keynote, then we have breakout experiences where folks can go and drill down further on certain aspects of networking and career building that they're most interested in. And then, of course, it's an alumni event, so you have to have some social, right? So... Who, who is your customer? Because, I mean, it sounds like, uh, at least the, talk, the, the clients that we've talked about so far, they're fairly large. They have a national presence. Are you able to, are, you know, is the solution that you provide, is it kind of taller than the hyper-local company that needs to do some of these things? Is it really going to be a Coca-Cola, uh, a, 
you know, whatever the home improvement company might be or a college, uh, or is it going to be kind of a larger scale organization that comes to you? Or can a small to medium sized hyper local company come and get some of the same benefits from engaging with you? Yes. Yeah, so the general Escalate client is medium to large. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, but the models that we use, we can also apply even rent almost with, without doing a big tour, for example, or, or a major national program to a small company. For example, uh, we were joking a little earlier about the Taffy, but that comes from Salty Road Taffy Company in Brooklyn, New York. Mm -hmm. uh, our headquarters is in Brooklyn. Uh, I was it, wondering. I yeah. saw that on the front. Yeah. It's actually not in Brooklyn. It's in the financial district of Manhattan. We were in Brooklyn for a year because of Hurricane Sandy. Mm -hmm. uh, but these guys are a client of ours. Mm -hmm. And when I say these guys, it's one woman and a friend of hers. And she did uh, crowdfunding online because she started selling enough taffy that she couldn't pull it by hand anymore. But she couldn't get a bank to lo loan her the fifteen thousand dollars she needed. Wow, to what a problem to have! <laughs> to buy the taffy yeah. pulling machine. Can't pull the machine. taffy by hand any, uh, any longer. Too much. Um, <laughs> she had four arms of steel. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, what we do with Salty Road Taffy, first of all, we do help them with their social media platforms, right? F understanding how LinkedIn works differently than Pinterest, then, then, then. We also helped her with some of her e-commerce and setting that up with search engine optimization, those sorts of things. Um, and then we also sat down and talked about when, what's the store experience like for Salty Road? We use a, a model called concentric circles. Think of it as a bullseye, uh, uh, like an archery target that you would overlay on the experience and you would say, okay, when someone's 100 feet away from the experience, what are they seeing to tell them 50 feet away, 10 feet away, 5 feet away, zero, right? And, and we go through a mapping process to talk about the different mindsets and the different key takeaways and the, and the implications of those takeaways so that you're able to better plan the experience. So when Salty Road throws, I shouldn't say throws, gently places, uh, a large amount of their product in their trunk to drive to the farmer's market in Williamsburg in Brooklyn, they understand how to set up their 10 by 10 tent in a way that's going to draw best possible attention, engagement, and sales. Okay. Interesting. Well, let's give them a shout out. I can't wait to try some of the taffy. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give some feedback online ever, whenever I have had a chance to. Yeah, when we're off the air. <laughs> this is vanilla. My favorite is mango. Oh. Yes. Very nice. I'm sure they're so all delicious. So is the engagement with Escalate, is it a project? Is it uh, kind of a subscription, if you will? You're on. You're kind of an outsourced arm of me. Uh, how long do I have you with us? Most of our work, most of the work in our industry is done on a project basis. Okay. So, um, you know, we're, we're doing a project with the Brooklyn Nets, and it's a three-month project. They just extended for another month, by the way. Um, so we're, we're working out in the world for them on, uh, for four months. The planning and everything of the project took about three months in front of that. So it's a contract. It starts on X date, ends on Y date, and we agree to deliver certain um, you know, point, points of value. Um, we do have, particularly on our social media side and our digital side, we do have some clients who are on a retainer basis. Okay. Um, the primary reason for that is because on the experiential side, usually it's a larger dollar amount, and it's usually for a finite purpose. Hey, we're a World Cup sponsor. We need you to help us bring our World Cup sponsorship to life in a way that people will find engaging. Oh, okay. Well, World Cup's over in July, right? So um, it would make sense that the project would end in July as well, but going back to that word of mouth plus experiential plus word of mouth model that we have as an agency, we always want our client to think about the project as laddering up to something larger. So if we're creating word of mouth about our client and uh, World Cup, what's the client doing after our program stops to keep those people excited about the client's brand? even if World Cup's 
maybe they're no longer even a World Cup sponsor, perhaps, because mm -hmm. you can keep those people engaged. Um, I'm 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 curious when when you are working with a client like that. Um, I mean, what do you tell them? F you know, for that down the road after this project is over. This I mean. How do you send them down the road with hopefully some momentum that, as you talk about, that they can actually then capitalize on? What do you, what do you, you just kind of interview them and say, uh, what are your targets for, for this? And then um, you make some basic recommendations on how to carry the momentum of that word of mouth forward. Do you, do you have some suggestions for that client that, that kind of kick in? All right, once the project comes to a close, the end of the World Cup, then this is what we recommend you do. Is that kind of what you're saying that you're, you're going to be doing for them at that point? Yes, and like any good agency, our recommendation usually, Call ironically <laughs> enough, matches up well with our core competencies because we can help you do that. I see. But uh, at, at the simple level, it'll, it'll be, uh, first of all, here are the results of the program against the objectives that you gave us. And then, specific to word of mouth, here are the conversation themes that we see most common, the most popular ones. And we uh, think of it, think of that as a bell curve. And the majority of the comments are going to be in the middle of the bell curve, right? The, the, the biggest part of the bell curve. But they're also on a relative basis going to be the lowest leverage. You want to be paying attention to those that have um, the biggest tonality so what are the strongest positives and the strongest negatives um, and now that doesn't necessarily mean if you have a million comments and one person says one thing that's really really good or really bad no don't I'm not talking about that but if you have a million comments and there are a couple thousand that say something that's polarizing you should listen to that and you should have a plan for not necessarily that exact topic but y you have to have a strategic plan as to how you're going to approach word-of-mouth marketing. And you have to commit to being engaged even when it's maybe not going exactly how you thought it would. And if you stop and think about it, how many of us have ever been in a relationship where it's gone exactly how we thought it would? Right. It never does. Life doesn't go that way. And so to sit in your brand manager office and stare at your one-page annual calendar and just try to convince yourself over and over and over and over that it's going to actually go this way, exactly the way I planned it out, every single bit of it, let me know how that works out for you. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, with word of mouth and experiential marketing and you know that being your wheelhouse, that's where you really put your focus and your weight. Um, I'm certain that many of your clients are referred to you by existing clients but you know is that what you rely on for as a as an agency where do where do you how do you engage with the pr prospective client to be able to establish that hey you know i know you've tried other marketing companies other marketing strategies we're the one how do you, how do you engage with those prospects out there yes yeah, so one of the responsibilities i have at escalate i'm i'm the chief advocacy officer so part of that is focusing on word of mouth as a, one of our two core competencies. But the other one is how, how the other skew on that is how are people perceiving us and how are people talking about us? And so we have a marketing plan and the vision or the, or the BHAG, um, big, hairy, yeah, audacious cool. yep. goal. Yeah. Uh, well, audacious for hey, the, uh, FCC yes. doesn't worry about us. Th so. That's true. That's true. Neither does South Dakota. <laughs> um, but, uh, big, hairy, audacious goal is to never have to pay for a qualified lead if we so choose. Right. So we're not there yet, but that's the, that's the vision. Okay. And you're right, though, that the majority of our business does come from existing clients or prior clients recommending us to a friend who works for another company or a coworker um, on a different project. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we try to keep that number at about two-thirds of, of our total uh, top line. When, when a company comes to you and they, they, they bring you on board as a, a resource for their brand awareness programs, obviously they've got their you know, rearview mirror information that they can look at. We did this, it produced that. How do, they, how do your clients typically evaluate, well, that was a raging success? I mean, is it just pure... Top line, I mean, are there things that you are kind of trying to gauge against in the past 
or is it really more a you know how hard is it to measure the the impact of of a given campaign or strategy this i mean i'm sure it's yeah. kind of gray in yeah. some ways the simple answer to your question is it's very easy the critical variables are time money and commitment so if you're a brand manager who's writing a brief to give to your agency right and you say that the objective is to increase awareness we can do that for you it's really easy we'll just tell you that we wrapped this truck and we put this kitchen in it and we drove to the number of events we agreed to do in our contract and we passed out the number of meals that we agreed to pass out to people who look like they're the kinds of people you want to sell your meal solution to and we're going to tell you that you know we passed out 500,000 meals because that's how many we used and we're going to tell you that that truck on average is seen by 65,000 people a day as it drives around and so we're going to multiply that and we're going to come up with a number of trials and a number of impressions mm -hmm. but if the brand manager gives us an objective that says I want to raise brand awareness from 10% unaided to 15% unaided um, due solely to this program then we're going to recommend that a third-party measurement agency brought in be brought in and that that a measurement program be put in place to check against those objectives because we don't have the methodology to actually answer those questions as it relates to being a b2b solution technically mm -hmm. you know what you are with uh, with your services are you basically coming in and a company has established a spend for a given effort and does engaging with you, are, are you basically then advising them on how to best distribute that among different channels? Or are you instrumental in actually establishing what the spend will be? Uh, you know, how does that how does that part of the process work? Because from what I the way I look at the B2B solutions out there, they're going to do one of several things. It's going to increase top line revenue just by, you know, doing what you're talking about, where more people are aware of us, they love us, the people are talking about us, so we're selling a ton more. Uh, top line grows or we our solution it comes in and automates some services or parts of our logistics whatever it may be and now we gain greater efficiency so more of our current revenue is dropping to the bottom line we're more profitable um, where does the where does the ROI come in to engage a company like escalate now is it is it I would assume it's top line growth because we're going to blow out brand awareness people are going to be talking about you like crazy and all of a sudden you're just going to be you know having a hard time keeping up with the orders is that kind of where the the return on investment comes in when you involve a company with the expertise that you bring yes okay. in, in in a word how about that for bad talk radio uh, yes yes awesome. next question please <laughs> yeah uh, it, uh, yeah we, we're not gonna help uh with really systemic in efficiencies um like that would be something you would, you know, hire UPS. They just delivered 32 million packages yesterday. They know something about how you can operate more efficiently. Um, we're going to help you figure out how to build your business more effectively. Uh, and yes, in the exa two examples you gave, it's going to be more about awareness and sales than it is about uh, operating margin, mm -hmm. right? So... Before we have to jump, are, are, do you have some parting thoughts or, or some advice for the listener that may be out there, a business uh, the marketing manager or CEO, somebody that may be checking out the show today uh, as to you know, why they need to link up with Escalate now? So here, here's an interesting factoid. Uh, six, in a survey done earlier this year, 68% of brand marketers surveyed said that they believe that word of mouth is the most powerful driver of their business. 6% say that they think that their marketing team understands word of mouth marketing or does a good job of word of mouth marketing. So, yeah, you've got almost 70% say that word of mouth is the number one driver. Mm-hmm yet less than 7% think they understand it. And the machine that goes bing example is kind of a good example, I think, of, of that void, 
you know, they're thinking, oh, word of mouth. Yeah, I have a Facebook page. Well, a Facebook page serves a role. It's a tactic, no doubt about it. But word of mouth needs to be a strategy. Advocacy needs to be part of your vision statement, just like our marketing vision for Escalate, right? Never having to pay for a qualified lead again if we choose. And as far as particular verticals, it can be just about anybody. And based on what you were saying, more or more often than not, not exclusively, but more often than not, probably the medium to larger company that's you know, looking at a more of a national or even global inter- engagement with their customer base, I, I assume, in terms of who needs to be thinking about it. I think that larger companies have lost sight of it. Uh, my wife and a friend of hers started Sprong Children's Shoes up in Buckhead a few years ago. It's it's still there. My wife sold. But um, when you're a single outlet entity, word of mouth is how you do everything, right? You, you can't afford to do anything more than have a yellow page ad and and build a Facebook page. and a, So you do you anything know, you can anything to try to you get can. people. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. But as you get larger and more, quote, sophisticated, unquote, and more quote important unquote you you forget some <laughs> of the basics time for that yes yes um so the, in in a way that that creates an opportunity for us and 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 other agencies and and other providers um but it, it is interesting to sit and listen to myself sometimes with clients and just think back to working with my wife helping her and her friend hillary open their shoe store and i was saying the exact same things differently but they're like oh yeah yeah we got to do that we got to do that and you go and sit with the cmo of a big corporation they're like now why would i want to do that how do i do that and what's the roi you know on on that coke zero example every time someone coke every time someone spoke about our program it dropped 13 cents to the bottom line for coke zero which when you're paying that's pretty strong what do you pay for a 20 ounce bottle of coke zero at the stop and go right too much yeah but i gripe about it yeah but I buy it. <laughs> a lot of it. Because it's what? It's awesome. Yes. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> there you go. I can't stop. <laughs> it's a perfect example. So talk about some of the ways that you're uh, interacting with, with the community. Because I know that you've got, obviously, a really nice-looking website. It's got a blog out there with some excellent information. So tell p- folks where to link up with you online. And then also, they need to make sure they sign up for your newsletter. There's some interesting information in there as well that can potentially help somebody make some better decisions, possibly understand greater the value of linking up with Escalate now if they're a company that's trying to grow their brand awareness. So share how folks can link up with you. Our our website is Escalate with a T, EscalateNow.com. And you mentioned the blog on there. They can uh, go to that. We are posting, not constantly meaning 24-7 like the North Koreans are hacking. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, wait, no, they denied that. And, and but they I, did say if you guys don't stop messing with us, we're going to attack you even worse than that. Yes, than the attack we didn't do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. The next one will be worse. Yeah, <laughs> that we won't do. So uh, the blog's on there. And then uh, you know, down at the bottom, there, there's an opportunity to click the link to subscribe. We send out one email a month. And w- when we started doing that earlier this summer, we said to ourselves, we're never going to email shouldn't never say never we are not going to design emails that are bragging about escalate hey we won metro pcs as Mm -hmm. a new client Mm -hmm. you know no this is more i'm looking here at the one that you sent to me uh, when i first spoke with you a couple weeks ago talking about word of mouth delivers 13 percent of all u.s consumer sales talks about the dollar amount six trillion dollars a year is what that works out to be 13 of 13 percent of consumer sales offline word of mouth produces two-thirds of measured business impact yeah things like that's what you're sharing yes because what escalates up to at the end of the day isn't really important what's important is how can we help the people who read that email be more efficient and effective at what they're trying to accomplish Mm -hmm. and so we we have about 700 people who receive that email and interestingly enough our read rate and our click-through rates are more than double the industry average and our opt-out rate is dramatically lower we'll send out an email to 600 people and we'll might get one person opting out Uh, and and yet we get people every month coming from the blog to sign up for our email Mm -hmm. because again 
it's the same thing as word of mouth marketing. I'm thinking in a conversation, what does CW want to talk about, right? What's Krista interested in that I have in common with her? What can I share with her? Same thing there, right? What do we know? We were at the word of mouth marketing conference. They presented a big study. We thought our subscribers would want to know about that. So we shared it from the event. And sure enough, they did. Well, I like the I like the frequency. I don't like getting hammered with newsletters. It's one of those things that'll make you grit your teeth. But uh, as you said, it's at least right now it's once a month, and and the information that you shared isn't just uh, hyperbole or braggadocious about oh we did this, we brought that client in. It's actually giving the the reader information that will help them make uh, better strategic information or uh, informed decisions about uh, their choices as it relates to brand awareness. So. Uh, I would encourage folks to at least take a look at it. Uh, they will probably find that it's worthwhile information that they can use to their benefit. So I'm really tickled to have had a chance to get to, to meet you um, indirectly through one of our previous guests. Uh, and yet uh, uh, our, offices are, yeah, our offices are 10 feet away. <laughs> yeah, Krista, by the way, ring the SAT vocabulary bell twice because CW said braggadocious and some other word that I can't remember. <laughs> Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. Hyperbole. Yeah. You oh yeah. Hyperbole. Cry. Yeah. I was going to say pretentious, but I knew that was wrong. <laughs> I worked that in a couple of times today. Show. <laughs> well, I can say that uh, from my experience uh, getting to know you has been a good one, and I'll certainly be talking about uh, Escalate now as it relates to my experience meeting with uh, Stuart Sheldon here, one of their chief advocacy advocacy off officers. I can't talk now. Out I can with say it. Hyperbole. CW. Out with it. <laughs> but. Uh, Get to know the folks at Escalate Now if your company is one that is looking to expand its brand awareness among the community out there, whether it's national or international. They've worked with both types of companies. And um, take a look at them. They're, uh, they're good folks. I can say that at least from the experience of the folks I've encountered with the company so far. Uh, and looking forward to talking to them further. Hopefully we'll bring them back sometime with one of the companies from around here maybe they've worked with. Uh, let you get a chance to hear how they affected their experience with their customers as well. So if you've not done so already, please be sure that you link up with us on Twitter and Facebook. The, the, the handle is the same. It's Midtown BRX on Facebook and Twitter. We link up with all of our guests there as well so that you can uh, make sure you find their information easily. Make an appointment to see us next week on uh, Tuesday um, at 1.30, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you all same time, same place next week.